Good morning. Uh, just a reminder, this coming Wednesday, we will resume our midweek uh, Wednesday services. Uh, these uh, services happen at 2 p.m. every Wednesday. It's a half hour long uh, spoken divine service. And then it's followed by another half hour Bible study. Uh, currently, we're working through the Apostle Paul's prison letters. Um, so feel free to join us uh, from start to finish with worship and Bible study. Uh, it's always done within an hour. We make sure we, we stop at that time for people's schedules. The first reading for this, the second Sunday of Easter, is from the fifth chapter of Acts. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, held in honor by all the people, stood up and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take care what you are about to do with these men. For before these days, Thutis rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about 400, joined him. He was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. So they took his advice, and when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching. Jesus as the Christ. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from the first chapter of 1 Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him 
and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, Even so, I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. And put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It was one week after Easter, and what did the disciples see? Well, when they looked around them, they were hiding in an upper room. They saw the windows shut tight. They saw the door closed and locked. When they looked around at each other's faces, they saw how worried they all were. It was just one week ago they saw Roman soldiers whip Jesus almost to the point of death. They saw Jesus forced to carry his own cross. And then they saw nails hammered through his hands, his feet. And then they saw Jesus' cross lifted up in the air. That's what they saw. So one week after Easter, they were terrified. They were afraid the Romans would arrest them. They were terrified the Romans would crucify them just like they did Jesus. So one week after Easter, they were hiding. Those disciples saw a lot. They saw things they never thought they would see. 
There are a lot of times we all see things we wish we didn't. There will always be times we witness things we wish we never had. When I used to work for the Synod, we used to help people after natural disasters. And I can remember meeting with people after tornadoes struck their town. Those people would have loved to have seen a locked door to their house. But sometimes after a tornado hits, people are left staring at a concrete slab. That's all that's left of their house. No rooms, no walls, no pictures, no favorite toys, nothing left, everything gone. And people are left seeing things they never imagined seeing. They're looking at something they didn't think possible. We go through this sometimes. We see things we almost can't believe happened. The disciples witnessed Jesus' body get whipped. They saw the healthy life of Jesus literally punched out of him. And it was painful to see. It is painful to see when life itself seems to get knocked out of someone, isn't it? For someone going through chemo, they may look in a mirror and not even recognize themselves anymore. It's shocking what they see. When they change their clothes, their bodies look so different, hard to see, hard to watch. When our health is taken away from us, it can almost be shocking to see what we become compared to what we used to be can be jolting to our senses, almost something we want to turn our eyes away from and not see anymore. Just one week ago, the disciples watched nails go into Jesus' hands, his feet. They saw the man they loved, the one they worshipped as God, lifted up onto a cross and just hang there, barely able to talk, hardly able to even breathe. It must have been hard to see. Very painful to watch. Dying is hard to watch. It is painful to see someone we love go through something we don't want them to go through. It's painful because we may even wish we could switch places to save them. And then they die. And all we are left seeing is a funeral. Seeing a casket, an urn. And we look down at a body that doesn't talk, doesn't move, doesn't breathe. And it's painful to see and it's hard to watch. We would give anything for it to be different. We all go through these things. Whether it's with our homes and other material possessions or our health or death. We see things that are hard to look at. Painful to watch. We can understand what the disciples went through. Locked in that upper room, they had seen so much. And they were scared of seeing it all over again. It was almost easier to stay hidden in that upper room. Staring at a locked door. Versus unlocking that door and going out. Who knows what they would see. That's why today they were hiding. They saw too much. 
But they were about to see something shocking, but in a good way. What they were about to see was almost too wonderful for words. Because even though the doors were shut and locked tight, Jesus appeared and he said, peace be with you. Jesus showed them his hands, his feet, his side. Jesus invited Thomas to see that he was no longer dead. He really was alive. And this changed everything. Death was destroyed. And if death had been destroyed, everything they saw in their lives now looked differently. If death has been stopped and if eternal life, a resurrection from the dead, is being given to everyone who believes in Jesus, then every single thing those disciples saw in their lives looked different now. And their lives were different now. Very soon those disciples would be willing to give up their houses, give up every material possession so they could announce to the whole world what Jesus had done. This week, the disciples were hiding in a room to preserve their very lives at all cost. But the resurrection of Jesus changed everything. Since they believed they have a life in Christ after death, they unlocked that door went out and shared that good news with others. They were even beaten for sharing the gospel. And now the disciples would forgive the very ones who beat them. In fact, out of the 12 apostles of Jesus, 11 of them were martyred. They died while sharing the Christian faith. Men who once hid behind locked doors in an upper room, clinging to their lives, now laid their earthly lives aside for the gospel because they knew, they believed, they had a new life waiting for them in heaven. The resurrection of Jesus changed everything for them. Every single thing those disciples saw in their lives looked differently now. And thanks to Christ and his resurrection, Every single thing in your life can also look different now. I told you I've seen people just stare at what's left of their home after a tornado, which is usually just a concrete slab. And they're all sad, no matter who they are. However, the Christians I ministered to were a bit different. I have seen Christians staring at the concrete foundation of what is left of their home and smile, actually smile and say, yes, my earthly home has been taken away from me, but I have a home waiting for me in heaven and no tornado and no person can ever take that away from me. Every single thing we see in our lives can look differently now because of the resurrection of Christ. Or when we see our health slip away, 
We may feel like later in life that we're only looking at IV bags. We may see more hospitals than we care to. When we lose our health, we may look at our bodies and almost not even recognize them anymore. And that will be sad. And that will be jarring to see. But at the same time, we Christians can look at failing health and say, yes, this earthly tent is failing as they all will. But one day in heaven, I will eat from the tree of life itself, Christ my Lord, and that will bring healing for every person of every nation. And that includes me. Every single thing we see in our lives can look differently now because of the resurrection of Christ. And the greatest thing that can look differently now is death. We can see dying. We can see death. We can see caskets. But hasn't the resurrection of Christ changed how we see those things? Hasn't the resurrection of Christ forever changed how we look at those things? It can. If you allow Christ, he can. Because now when we see a loved one dying and see a loved one dead and see a casket lowered in the ground, as painful as that is, as heart-wrenching as that is, We can also see Jesus whispering in our ears and hearing these words. Whoever believes in me, even though he dies, yet shall he live. Do you believe this? And we can say, yes, Lord, we do believe this. Every single thing we see in our lives looks differently now. Every single thing can look differently now if you allow Christ to make it look differently for you because of his resurrection. And because of his resurrection from the dead, he can. He really can make everything in your life look differently now. So in those eternal words of Easter, let us be reminded once more what Christ has showed us Just a week ago. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.